Anytime we, we stretch ourselves too thin, we are stressed by that, we're not retaining. And anytime we can eliminate something, we can do better the things we are trying to do. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So Andrew, as is our custom, every 10 episodes, we do something that we call a homeschool 101. Right. And that's for people who are still learning about homeschooling. Yep. And that could be people who have been homeschooling for any number of years and are still learning about it. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> this is true. Most of everyone I know. Right, right. Or people who are just coming into the world mm -hmm. may or may not have made the decision Sure. Or maybe are in some kind of transitional or hybrid situation where they've chosen to have their kids in some sorts of classes or, or scheduled activities, but do more time at home rather than five days a week. And right. The whole definition of homeschooling is just constantly in flux. Yes, it's true. It's true. And everyone now today knows someone that is homeschooling or what I think is really funny, and we were talking about this actually before we turned on the mics, is a friend of ours found out that a friend was homeschooled and she had no idea. Oh, right. Yeah. Anywhere you go, mm -hmm. you know, talk on airplanes or baristas or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if for some reason the word homeschooling comes up, mm -hmm. I would say, Almost everyone sure. will say, oh, I know someone who homeschools mm -hmm. or, oh, my aunt homeschools her kid. My yeah. Kid. So this topic, though, is, and I love how you said it, this idea to reflect, reset, kind of just make a decision of, or not make a decision, but just evaluate, is this what you really want to be doing? Well, you know, in business, in homes, in families, mm -hmm. it's always good to just take stock and yep. say, okay. What are we doing that is working, that is an appropriate use of our time and talents and resources, and what maybe should we switch out? Because mm -hmm. as you frequently say, if you're doing one thing, you're not doing another. That's right. And sometimes something that's okay can actually be the enemy of something that's best yes. or better. And that's a trap we fall into, I think. You know, we, we say, I'm going to start down this course, I'm going to buy this stuff, I'm going to do it the way they say, I'm going to trust it. And, you know, three, four months in, everybody's miserable. Mm -hmm. Well, how long do you trust it? How long do you persist? And this is true, you know, in every aspect of life, whether sure. it's, you know, diets or exercise or education or, you know, doing business or doing your job. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to sit back and say, okay, what about this is going really well? What about this could possibly be improved? Yes. And for some reason, January seems to be a time when many people do that. Mm -hmm. yep. They look at their situation and say, well, how's this school year going? Mm -hmm. 
do I want to keep my kids in this? Do I want to change it? Do I want to quit completely and do something entirely different? Right. And that's good. That's mm-hmm. a very good thing, and nobody should be afraid of doing that. And nobody should be afraid of throwing out a book just because they haven't used it or finished it. It's, uh, you know, in business, you introduced me the term many years ago, sunk cost. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you you bought something, you did it for a while, and you have now decided it is not worth continuing. Mm-hmm. Spent the money, it's gone, okay, move on. Right. And you know, I think sometimes homeschooling parents kind of have to do that too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm wondering if you have any personal examples of that in your own family. Nothing that specifically comes to mind about January, mm-hmm, right? But periodically, you do look at each of the kids in your in your group, whether there's one or two or six or seven, and have to say, is this is this the best use of time? Or you get something that's very, very frustrating for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that just can be the enemy of having a good life, yes. having a nice time being together at home as a family, together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think a lot of us, we kind of idolize academics to some degree and say, well, that's the most important thing. But really, and you know this, I mean, once your kids are all grown, you look back and you think (laughs) academics was about the least important Mm, thing almost all the time. Right. You know, there are so many other things. I guess the best story I have to illustrate is the one that I have told uh, in the talk on mastery learning. Yes, I was thinking of that About my middle daughter and her math problem and how we kept doing the same thing year after year and it kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. I, What's that old definition of insanity? If you continue to do the same thing and expect different results. Yeah. yeah. I think that's usually attributed to Einstein, but right. it may go all the way back to Confucius. You mm-hmm. never know. Right. So, uh, yeah. And, and saying, you know, a few questions. Number one, is this a net good? Mm-hmm. Right. And so something can be hard and frustrating, but you can say, well, the benefits outweigh the hardship and frustration. Yes. So it is a net good. Yes. I think that many people bump up against that when something gets harder, mm-hmm. like Latin would be a good example. Mm-hmm. You you start out and it's really cute and fun for a while, and then it gets harder and it gets more challenging and it's harder to teach and the kids, you know, are having to spend more time. And you think, well, this isn't cute and fun the way it was at the beginning, but is it a net good? Are we learning things? Are we growing in discipline? Are we working through those challenges? And that's the life lesson right there. Yes. But on the other hand, you could have something and say, it's not a net good. The the frustration and overwhelm, it's causing a hatred mm-hmm. of this thing. Mm-hmm. So then it's not a point of discipline and growth and persistence. It's a point of, should we really be doing this? Right. And those are always hard questions. Yep. I, I do meet a lot of people who come up and tell me some story about how they used this curriculum or were in that program. And then, you know, they just didn't want to continue, and they'll give me their reasons, and you know, it's like I'm a walking 
sounding board for people. Therapist. Uh, yeah, I should put out. What was that sign that Lucy had? Psychiatrist, you know, open five yeah, cents. Five cents, yeah, yes. I wear a badge like that. <laughs> so I do think that this period after the holidays mm-hmm. for many people is a chance to kind of evaluate, reset, mm-hmm. and do something different if it's decided that what you were doing is not a net good. Right. And I just wanted an opportunity for our listeners to essentially receive permission from you, Andrew, that that's okay to do. Because that is something that homeschoolers in particular, I think we are often comparing ourselves to school teachers in a classroom. Mm. And having taught school, I know what it means to be a school teacher, and you can't change mid-year. <laughs> the board has decided what curriculum you're using, and you will use that curriculum. And you can bring in some other things to enrich that, but for the most part, you're stuck with what you've got. But homeschoolers do have that freedom to make changes as they see fit. As you were telling your story about the math and having to switch that up, I think about my own boys and and how they one of the, one of the life lessons that I was trying to teach them is this hard work is immensely satisfying and that idea of just pushing through and getting it done you feel good when you've accomplished something hard and so that would be something that I could say to them right now hard work is and they would fill in the blank immensely satisfying but you don't feel good when you try hard and you don't accomplish it it's true yeah. so there's always the specter of that you know one of the things that Webster talked to me about, you know, in the beginning when mm-hmm. I was just first learning about structure and style from mm-hmm. him, what was it, 32 years ago? Wow, yeah. It's frightening. But, you know, he pointed out that too often schools just do the same thing every day after day mm-hmm. after day for a whole mm-hmm. year. And children love new things. They love mm-hmm. variety. They like a new unit. Yeah, I, I think that's true. how yeah. you know he he came up with this. I mean, units have been around for a long time, but this idea of going from kind of report, research, essay, expository, analytical writing mm-hmm. into the narrative, inventive, creative side, and alternating between those over the course of the school year. One of the most brilliant things about the structure and style syllabus. Just switching it up. It's switching it up. And so, you know, as as he would put it, I guess back in those days, the teachers got paid once a month, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. when you get your paycheck, you know it's time to go on to a new unit. Oh, nice. Yep. So our approach to teaching writing helps to keep the opportunity opportunity for freshness mm-hmm. all through the year yep. because there are these you know eight nine different units and they are different yep. it's a different experience doing research as opposed to writing from pictures mm-hmm. so that's you know one aspect that i think we kind of i don't know by great good fortune providentially stumbled into and that can be kind of a, a reassuring point Mm-hmm. for a lot of families. Like, okay, well, this unit is not the greatest, but next month we're going to do something different. Yep, yep. So that's a plus. Yep. And it's not the greatest for different kids. Some kids really love 
what we call the odd-numbered units. I'm one of those kids. Some people like the research and the even-number units where there's more. Yeah, Just give me the I'm facts. I'm one of those kids. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good point. You know, there's also, well, you know, we get into the whole problem of what's the difference between home education mm. and school at home? Mm-hmm. Sure. And a lot of people, they get into homeschooling thinking, I have to somehow replicate yes. the system that I'm not wanting to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so there's this need to just disengage from the compulsion side mm-hmm. of education, from the compulsion side of schooling. You have to do this yes. every day, this way, all this year or else. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, what if we just threw out that and said, what can we do and prioritize differently? So I want to speak to that because I just had a friend contact me recently. She's using our materials with, it's actually my friend's daughter is teaching, you know, her granddaughters and they're loving it. They're having a great experience, but they want to make sure that they're not missing anything, that they're not having any holes in their education. And I think what you just said, Andrew, lends itself to lots of potential holes in their education. Well, yeah, I mean, I've had this conversation Mm -hmm. hundreds of times. I just want to be sure I'm covering all the bases. Yes. (laughs) I usually will say something like, well, no teacher in any class, in any school, anywhere covers all the bases. Mm-hmm. It's true. There's always holes. There's mm-hmm. always things you don't get to. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have a math curriculum, for example, that tries to constantly review, constantly practice, is very brilliantly constructed to not allow for any holes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then sometimes that just drives everybody crazy. Yes. <laughs> Whereas oftentimes, you know, you find something that engages better the learning style or the interest. And there are cumulative subjects like math and language that you have to worry about mm-hmm. things like oh, no, if you didn't learn how to divide fractions, that's going to bite you when you get to algebra. Right? right, exactly. But at the same time, there are a whole lot of other things that are not cumulative. Mm-hmm. Like every single person alive has holes in their knowledge of history. Oh, sure. Yes. Or science. Yeah. Or geography or music. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't know everything there is to know. Right. So then I guess the question becomes, What's worth knowing? Mm -hmm. And is it better to know less well than to know less about more things? Mm -hmm. I always kind of use this analogy or metaphor. People say, I want to cover all the bases. Yes. And they're thinking of, I don't know, baseball, I guess. (laughs) Yes, yes. But for some reason, that always comes to me as being like putting out a half an inch of water over the entire field and... Now you're trying to cover everything, Mm -hmm. and then evaporation occurs. Mm -hmm. You knew a little bit about a whole lot of things, but it evaporated, so now you know almost nothing about a whole lot of things. Whereas if you do less but do it deeper, then you retain more. Mm -hmm. I will share with you a letter I got recently. I love these letters from kids. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why, but I've been getting an onslaught of letters. Well, I know exactly why, Andrew Poudois. <laughs> Two reasons. One, we talk about it on this podcast, and it always brings a smile to your face. And two, we have this assignment in the Structure and Style for Students videos. And gee, who yeah, should you write, write a to? Letter to. But <laughs> it doesn't say write a letter I, to I Mr. Poudois. I think this Poudois. was a 12-year-old, if my okay. memory serves. But he he wrote a very nice thing. He said, in writing about such interesting things, Mm -hmm. I have learned so many new things, Mm -hmm. something like Mm -hmm. that, you know? Right, yeah. And I realized, yes, if you take, well, whatever it's going to be, an hour, hour and a half, two hours to take a source text, make a keyword outline, tell it back, rewrite it, get it edited, rewrite it again, read it one more time to be sure it's got everything you need— that's a long time. And depending on the length of that assignment, right, it could be hours. And the quantity of information is relatively small. Mm-hmm. You could have read that information in five minutes. Sure. And now you're spending hours contemplating this information. But what happens if you read something, you forget about it? I mean, everybody does that. And you think, oh, I would like to know that. And then you got to go find it again. But if you have to take the time to really represent that information in an organized way, you're not going to forget it. Our Level B students know a lot about coconut crabs. Coconut crabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's obscure and unimportant. And it's probably not going to be useful in but terms of. But it's fascinating. Of, but it is. And so. There is this joy in depth, and I don't think schools by their nature Mm. are well-suited to allow children to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a little bit of a leap of faith for parents to say, okay, we'll do fewer things, but we'll do more with these things. Yes. And then that becomes not just information that may or may not evaporate. It becomes more of an experience Mm -hmm. that lasts. Yep. And so you think about, you know, projects that take time or papers that you have to write or even worse, speeches. Yes. That that you have to write and then memorize and deliver a speech. Mm -hmm. That's very different than scanning a book and taking a multiple choice test to show that you read it. Sure. So I think that probably is the number one reset question that parents can ask. Would we have a better experience if we did less, but we did it more deeply, more Mm -hmm. thoroughly, more engagingly? Yep. There is a very, very old expression in Latin Multum in parvum, Mm. meaning there's more in less. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And we see this in life. Mm -hmm. Anytime we we stretch ourselves too thin, we are stressed by that. Mm -hmm. We're not happy. We're not retaining. And anytime we can eliminate something, we can do better the things we are trying to do. Yep. And this, of course, is a high priority in the business world. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is much of a priority in the education world, at least Mm. not given the background that almost all of us have in the way things have been done in schools and whatnot. Yeah, they keep wanting to add more and more to a child's 
plate, whether it be, you know, whether in school or even homeschooling. I mean, how many homeschoolers are never home? You know, they're out doing all these activities. Well, you can do car schooling as long well, as you have good audiobooks this and is true. memorize poetry. But I, I guess the point for January would be to say, number one, are we happy? Are we feeling like what we're doing is a net gain, a net mm -hmm. good? And if the answer is yes, keep going. Right. But if the answer is no, then maybe it's time for a little pruning or even adopting another thing to try. Mm -hmm. We do get a good number of people, I think, who will get into, okay, one source, one publisher, one company, one school, whatever, is going to give me everything I need. Right. And that is easy because you just, you know, make one order, get all the books with the number on the cover, and pass them out to kids and say, here, do this. I'll help you. And the frustrating part there is you may have one book or one course or one subject matter that really is good and does work, but then another one that's just driving everybody crazy, mm -hmm. either because it's confusing or not well organized or it's moving too slowly and, I mean, any number of reasons. So, yeah, you could say, well, we're just going to stick with this program and slog through it. Or you could say, well, let's keep what's good, mm -hmm. get rid of that, and look to replace it with something that might be better. Yes. And I think very often, because of the world we live in, we meet people who are frustrated with the writing yes. or grammar yes. or sometimes the spelling mm -hmm. that they have innocently bought into. Along with everything else that they got in the box. Along with everything else. Yep. So I'm glad that we have options for people. Yes. And it's probably a hundred, hundred to one ratio of people who start using IEW writing and are much happier. Yes. And keep going with it yes. for years to come. Yes. As opposed to people who start IEW writing, don't like it, quit, and never come back. Yep. I mean, that does happen it occasionally. Does happen. It's usually a mismatch mm -hmm. between the child and the content yep. and the material. Yep. But I will say we have an awfully good stack of letters, messages, emails, testimonials, conversations of people saying, hey, we've been doing this three, four, five years. Yes. It's so good. Yes. And even now, I was taught this as a homeschooler, and now I'm teaching it to my children. Oh, yeah. Really Second fun. generation. That's a lot Love of fun. It. Love it. Yeah. And I know we don't have time now because we're just about out of time, but I know that one of the questions that we get is, I don't know where to start, and it's a mid-year question. Can I just start? Do I start in the middle of the book? How does that work? Yeah. No, uh, obviously not. I guess what we have to ask back mm -hmm. is, do you feel like you have to start a book at the beginning of the year and finish it by the end of the school year right. in May or June right. and not do anything for two or three months? Right. Or are you open to the idea mm -hmm. of starting something, going at whatever pace is appropriate, not worrying about finishing by the end of spring or the beginning of summer, sure. and kind of just think about the whole idea of home education as a process that's just continuous mm -hmm. rather than school as a process that happens over nine months and doesn't happen the other three months. Right. You know? Right. And I'm not saying you don't want to take time and, you know, 
go outside and take field trips and do all that. But this idea of, oh, no, if I can't finish it by May, I shouldn't start it in January. No, I think you would be very happy. Start in January and, and don't worry. Maybe you finish next December. Right. And you do the next book in the series or yep. you pick up a different video course. Or maybe you finish in six months. Right. And, okay, now it's the beginning, quote, the beginning of the next school year. Okay, what's next? Or maybe you start and you decide a slower pace mm -hmm. would be better for you or this child or your group or your family. And maybe you take a year and a half to get through a one year. I've actually met people who did one of the SSS video courses, mm -hmm. which is only 24 lessons. Sure. But they did essentially over a period of two years. Sure. Is there any problem with that? Nope. No, because we don't have any numbers on the cover and there's no schedule and there's no age grade requirements yep. or, or anything. Yep. And I always go back to music. You know, I always go back to this idea of it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter you know, what book you're in. There's no finish line per mm -hmm. se. Mm -hmm. The goal is to keep improving, you know, week by week, month by month, year by year, with some ups and downs in the middle. Yep. And the comparison should always be the child with themselves, mm -hmm. not this child with other child based on age or mm -hmm. grade or right. whatever. Yep. And that's just a super hard concept for people, especially if they're coming out of institutional yep. age segregated grade based mm -hmm. curriculum education style to come into this idea of, oh, okay. Yep. You're twelve years old and you're gonna learn to write. Yep. You're twelve years old. You're gonna start learning Latin. You're twelve years old. You're gonna start with what kind of math is relatively easy. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what numbers on the cover. Yep. You know? Yep. And grammar, right? You know, people say, well, how much is how much grammar do you need? Well, I don't know. It's like, how much music do you need? How much food do you need? How much <laughs> exercise do you need? There's, you know, there's people who run around and say, yeah, you should do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is we're all individuals. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you could spend the whole rest of your life studying grammar mm -hmm. and you still wouldn't know it all. Hmm. So yeah, you're going to have holes. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Well, Andrew, this has been a really helpful session, I think, our therapy session here. <laughs> well, let's see what the comments bring. Yes, yes. So, appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing. Would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much. <laughs>